Right, guys, today we're joined by actor, model, influencer, uh, I guess, <laughs> <laughs> public speaker and, and spokesperson for a few charities, Marnie Kennedy. Hello, thanks for having me, guys. Thank you so much for coming in. I mean, you've been so busy lately. I mean, it's hard to to not see your face all over Bike Club, you know. Yes, we just had our finale a couple of weeks ago now, I guess. So it all started cooling off now, now that that's all wrapped up. But and what's the response been like? I watched the show myself, it's amazing. Oh, thank you, appreciate it. Yeah, I was really, really, really surprised by the way with the finale episode, um, all the, the messages that came back that were just asking for a second season. So um, we're not sure how that's going to go with, with Channel 9 and all that sort of stuff, but it, it was... Regardless of the outcome going forward, it was so lovely. You know, it's, it's so hard to, you know, when you do something creative, you put so much of yourself into something, and then you're so at the mercy of people's response. Um, so I was very, very grateful to get such lovely feedback. So nice. that meant a lot. Well, so, I think it's only fitting coming off, um, you know, the last year and a half that you've had as far as, you know, hoax, <laughs> and then you had, you know, Janet King. Yes, I was so we met. Yeah. <laughs> and then. Uh, you, you've had Wentworth as well, which is quite a gritty, you know, gritty yeah, show. Yeah. And then, um, from what I recall, you've got something else coming out now, or was that? That was Black Club. So right. Oh, sorry, sorry. Uh, Wonderful was a, a quick little guestie with one right. effect. Right. Fantastic. Which yeah. Yes. Which who's also a shot we've been focusing. Yeah. On. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah. Well, yeah, that only released last week, I think, the first episode was. So yeah, yeah. I'm a little bit <laughs> all over the place. Right. It is yeah. funny though because. You know, you you and I uh, had a conversation prior to this mm-hmm. about how at this year's Logies you were shortlisted in the uh, best new talent category. Yeah, I was. I was. Interesting, considering you have <laughs> such a prolific, you know, profile going going back to your childhood. I got a lot of flack for that actually. All my mates were like, "This is rubbish," and I was like, "Just be cool, be cool." <laughs> um, in a way, it's so funny. Like when I when I did get the shortlisted yeah. for the nomination. It was funny because in a way it was, it's sort of true. Like I, I went off the grid for so long, um, and as an adult, this was definitely because uh, I was nominated for Janet and Hose, which mm-hmm. was my sort of, I guess, debut in a weird way as an as a, a an adult, as a woman. Um, the last job that I did, I was seventeen. I was still a girl, um, and having grown up on, on you know, as a as a kid, you, you really are a different person. And, yeah. And the content obviously is is very completely different. So. It was a bit of a cop out, I will admit, and I was like, oh. Um, but then, yeah, in a way, it kind of was a little bit of a, a newcomer sort of thing because no one knew who I was. Coming, you know, obviously yeah. you get the old fans who watch yeah. grow up with the kids shows and stuff like that. But from a from a you know, professional point of view, it was definitely um, it was definitely a, a re um, entry into the <laughs> industry. So it was nice. It's interesting you say no one, you know, obviously as far as TV audiences go, maybe you know there's a, there's a different. Um, demographic now, mm-hmm. uh, but it's it's pretty hard for people to not know who you are. You've got such a wide spanning following on social media. <laughs> yeah, I think that's just that I, I'm so indebted to to Mortify the post show I ever did. Yeah. I think a lot of the followers come from nostalgic teenagers or, or even um, young adults who was you know I guess sent me lovely messages. And it's funny, we live in the world of Netflix and stuff like that. So originally Mortified aired on Channel 9, then it went over to ABC, Disney, and now Netflix, which didn't exist when we were filming it. So it's, it is, you know, it's, it's so bizarre, but it is nice to sort of see it, you know, go yeah. through different generations. And I think that's where that comes from. But yeah, it's, it's nice to be a part of 
excited that he was a part of that upbringing. So it's, it's a testament to um, to the show's creator, Angela Weber. Uh -huh. um, she actually sadly passed away a year after we filmed. Oh, really? um, yeah, she's a beautiful woman. Um, so it's that's my favorite part of getting yeah. any messages or you know followers or anything like that is the people who are like, oh, I love that. It's like <laughs> yeah. a nice little legacy for Angela to have left behind. So. I know Ian, there's been a, there's been a big gap transition period, and yes. I, I know you've spoken publicly in the past yeah, about yeah. not knowing whether to come back or not. Definitely. I mean, yeah. Can you share a little bit about yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's something I talk about uh, a lot. I'm I'm about to travel with um, Girls of Glow, who mm. is a workshop for young girls, and I speak a lot about that, and that's sort of the basis of my talk. Yeah. Um. So basically, what happened? I, I grew up on set. I started out as an 11 year old um, at Mortified. And then sort of worked consistently for uh, until I was 17, 18. Mm -hmm. Every year I was going away for six months at a time, filming shows. Um, so it was a very defining part of who I was. And then um, when I was 17, I, I shot a, a TV show which coincided with year 12. Mm -hmm. um, and I burnt myself out very badly. Um, I wasn't looking after my mental health. I, it was just one of those classic situations where I was taking on too much. Yeah. Um, and it was so within my personality. <laughs> and looking back, I'm very grateful for the opportunity um, of filming that TV show. I came away with some beautiful friends and um, some incredible memories, but it was an experience that had a detrimental effect. Yeah. I, I watched it back and I didn't recognize myself. You know, I, I was going through such a stressful time. It's like, it's like cell memory. You know, when you see a photo and you remember a time, yeah. you're like, oh, and I had this whole series, um, and I, I suddenly saw myself as the uh, a woman on screen, and yeah. I wrote, and mm -hmm. it was that's a really interesting transition to make. Um, so what was the gap? How long did you take about time? It was a long time. So basically, yeah. after I finished shooting that, and I finished year twelve, and I was all very proud of how everything wrapped up. I decided to have a gap year, mm -hmm. so I went away to Fiji and I did a volunteer program for a month there when I was eighteen. Um, then traveled Europe for three or four months to the West End, and then went to India. <laughs> so it was a massive oh, travel yeah. year, and, and it was amazing yeah. perspective and and all that sort of thing. And by the end of it, I sort of was like, okay, I'm ready. Like I'm ready to do the whole LA thing, which mm. you know, my my agents over there had been waiting for me to finish, you know, shooting, yeah. and finish school in Australia, and that was sort of like the perfect Where, time. Yeah, that's it. Uh, but I had failed to do the work that. You know the trauma from that show, of course, yeah. um, and trauma sounds like such an inflammatory word because it was a great experience, but it's it was relative to me. Like it was a traumatic experience by way of there were a lot of things that I didn't deal with. Um, so did the gap the gap year enable you to reflect year, on all this and, well, and work on yourself? So I thought on a conscious yeah. level, definitely. Yeah. Subconsciously, I hadn't addressed a lot of stuff, and mm. and beyond that, like I hadn't had time to decompress beyond. Beyond that job and beyond mm -hmm. the job, it was like a bunch of stuff that I hadn't worked through. You know, it, it's a weird trajectory to grow up on set and, yeah. and then come back to high school. And there was just so, so much stuff that I hadn't worked through. Um, so 19 to <clears throat> 22, I guess, when I moved to Sydney. 19 to 22, that's almost, what, three, it was three or four years of not working. Yeah. And I was self-sabotaging. I had every yeah. opportunity. I was auditioning and... That's, it's funny you say that because I was just, there was an interview that you did with TV Week, um, I think yeah. up close, as part of the launch for Bike Club. Yeah. And one of the quotes that I noticed, and, and this isn't a direct quote, but I, you kind of gestured towards the fact that at one point you were wearing baggy t-shirts oh, going yeah. in and yeah. you would, 
Because you, because you just, you know, I think you yourself believed this isn't going to happen. Yeah. So I'm just going to show them that. It's going to make it easy for them to make their decision. Right. They wanted the little blonde thing to walk in and do their thing, and I could sort of fit that category, but that mm. wasn't who I was, and it wasn't who I was comfortable being. And so I had this idea of, you know, and again, as I, I was talking about conscious and subconscious, yeah. consciously I flew myself over there. I put myself up. It was all of my own accord, and that's something that I actively wanted. Yeah. It wasn't something I was doing for anyone else. But, and yet still, I was self-sabotaging because I just didn't feel, I didn't have that confidence. I didn't believe in myself. And yeah. so I was trying to do all these little things. And it's so funny how you convince yourself, you know, in our industry, it's, it's very, you know, there's a lot of things that aren't within our control. Mm. It's very easy to use that as an excuse. Yeah. There are a lot of things that are within your control, including getting your mental health in mm. check and, and, and speaking about your experiences and I just wasn't doing that at all. And so it was a very interesting time. It took me a very long time to yeah. come back to myself. Would you say that the crescendo was, again, as you mentioned in this interview, when your agent, I believe, and your mother sat you down and had quite like an intervention? Yes. So basically what happened is um, I went to India when I was 18 during right. that gap year. Mm-hmm. But when I was 21, at the peak of the crescendo, it was yeah. a, at the peak of my dark times, I guess, I, um, for my 21st birthday, I decided to go back to India and Sri Lanka, which again, I was like, this is fine, this is great. Um, I hadn't worked for however, however long, and I, um, I failed to tell my agent that I was going for a month over pilot season. <laughs> um, and it wasn't until I got back that mum and I went out for breakfast. <clears throat> um, and mum sort of looked at me and she's like, Catherine called me, my agent. And that wasn't usual, like, when I was a little girl, obviously mum and Catherine fell in love with each other, and mum mm-hmm. was known Catherine since I was 12. Yeah. But they'd never had that sort of thing in recent years anyway. Um, so I sort of got all defensive, and I was sitting there, and I was, you know, such an interesting time, and mum just was really soft with me, and just said, we're, we're worried about you, Catherine's worried about you. And I just burst into tears in the, in the middle of this Melbourne cafe. Mm-hmm. And I was so heartbroken I really was I was so heartbroken that you know I, I I couldn't even believe in myself and then the two people who you know believed in me for so long suddenly I was feeling like they didn't and it was such a, a weird thing to come to terms with the fact that they were actually the two people who believed in me the most and they were just in a position to be able to call me out on that because they cared the most and it, they were right like why did I go to India why did I not tell anyone that I, you know it was just I was running away and they were really concerned and it took them and, and my agent, I'm so indebted to her, um, for sort of, she was one of the people in the wake of that conversation, we sat down and had a meeting, I think the following week, and she said, point blank, she said, is this what you want to do? Wow. And no one had so, asked me that, really, no one, I hadn't even really asked myself properly. Yeah, you sounded so calm, so. How can, you know, it yeah. was always such a positive yeah. part of my upbringing, and yeah. it became so defining, but. It wasn't something I, it was just something, it was always a part of me, but yeah. I never made the decision as an adult. No one in their right mind would choose to be an actor, <laughs> like, <laughs> my God, I, like, I was a pretty bright kid at school, like, I could have done a, a bunch of different things, but if I could do anything else, I would, but it was just where my passion lied, and I remember being so devastated again, just being like, of course it's what I want to do, if I could do anything else, I would. Um... So was that the turning point then, after that conversation? It really was, because it made me go, all right, well, I'm going to try. I did a screenwriting course. I, I, you know, 
decided maybe I'd, I'd be a director and I'd be behind the camera and that would solve all my problems. But I kept coming back to it. I actually remember Dad, I didn't mention that in the TV week thing, but I remember coming downstairs one day. This is back when I was in Melbourne, and I was like, Dad, I figured it out. I'm going to be a director. I'm going to. And he was like, I'm sure you will be, but you're not done with acting yet. Yeah. And I was so angry at him. I was like, no, I've got the whole. Like, and he's like, well, just, I mean, yes, I support anything, but you're not done. And I was like, but do you think in that in that moment where your agent and your mum told yeah. you up on it, you actually broke down? Yes. Do you think that was some kind of release for you? Like in relation to the campaign a little bit, like we're trying to Oh my god. We're seeking people to get more awareness, but people so much suffer in silence. So do you think during all that transitional period you were suffering in silence and didn't wanna oh my god. admit to yourself as 100%. well as let anyone else know? One hundred percent. When something is so such a defining part of who you are, mm-hmm. and then suddenly it's got a negative connotation. That's really hard because then suddenly you're looking at yourself negatively yeah. by default. And it wasn't until, you know, I was so good. God, I'm an actress. Like, I, mm-hmm. I was so good at making sure. I thought well, they would. Like, yeah. your mum knows and the people yeah. who know. Yeah. You know. Of course they knew, but it's such a delicate thing because you're, you know, you're so protective of, yeah. of that sort of facade. facade. But it's so important, and I'm such a testament to that by way of just, you know, and even on the other side of things, if you if you are worried about someone, yeah. or it, it, it might in the short term offend them, it might, you yeah. know, get an angry reaction, or, yeah. but it passes because then there's the relief. I, I'll never, well, ever. That's what I mean. Yeah. Did you, if, if you go back right to that moment that they said it and you just relief. broke it down, did you just like feel? It just washed away. And yeah. it was a lot of work to be done. Yeah. There was a lot of work to be done. And that was only the very beginning of my journey. Yeah. I, I had to have a few breakdowns mm. to, you know, then discover I needed to go to therapy. And mm. I had a vitamin D deficiency. There's so many things that we yeah. have to address medically, you know, psychologically, your relationships, um, friendships, everything, your living environment. There's so many things, but it takes that one conversation. And that's the thing that I'm, you know, I'm such an advocate for just having the courage to strike up that conversation. It goes back to, it's so funny, when we were speaking to Paul DeGelder last week, Mm -hmm. you say you you got tested, you had a vitamin D deficiency. Paul had the sleep. Yeah, the sleep. Yes. And he he couldn't explain more to people to actually go and get tested. that's where I was about to say. So yeah. we, we this is what I love about the campaign. Yeah. We often hear about this cliche of someone, you know, oh, the demons, they're demons, you know, they yeah. deal with the demons, right? What I think is great about this campaign is that we're actually saying, okay, right, let's take a closer look at the demons. Let's yeah. take a closer look at what's going on. Yeah. And I think one thing that I've noticed specifically with you, I mean, you mentioned, you know, that kind of impatience, you know, of, of wanting to, I want to fix this, I want to find out you know, what I can do or, or where I'm going to go next. Mm-hmm. So as far as exercising your demons, I think one thing that I've seen you do is that letting go series on Instagram. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you tell us a bit about that experience? Yeah, that was, that was incredible. Uh, that was uh, last year, which is bizarre. It feels like a lifetime ago. But that came at such a, a pivotal time in my life, that way of, it's so funny when you do the work and you, that was such a reward. Yeah. I think um, in a personal way, I look back on that as such a reward, such a challenge. Um, but it was after I, I'd sorted everything out. I moved to Sydney. I, I you know, I was working. I found myself. I found myself again. And suddenly, just when you think you've got it all figured out, yeah. you get a call from one of your best mates going, 
Good frame of hearts. <laughs> that jumping out of a plane and not to say that everyone needs to do that. Um, <laughs> definitely not. My parents <laughs> have a few things to say about that, but um, it's not even about that. By way of yes, for me, jumping out of a plane was the most. My life changed the instant I stepped out of that door, and it is a bit of a metaphor, you know, to let go. And, yeah. You know, but after eighteen jumps, it. I remember walking into audition rooms and being like, I don't get this. I still jumped out of the plane. Yeah. Like, you know, it just puts things into perspective by way of fear and our comprehension of, and just as a, you know, five foot four blonde girl, to be able to get from door to floor completely myself, it put everything into perspective by way yeah. of what I'm capable of and what anyone is capable of. And it also reminds you of what matters because when you're, your brain literally does this thing when you're, you're that first few seconds of, of getting out of that door for the first time, or even a few times after, mm-hmm. your brain thinks you're gonna die. So mm-hmm. it releases this whole thing of like, <laughs> I had, it was like a, the closest to a near death experience by way of yeah. my brain registers it. And suddenly I was going through all the people I love. It, it was Seriously? Hard. Yeah, to the point where I was like saying names out loud. I was like, Mom, Dad, Taryn, we're going through my whole family, friends. <laughs> And I got to the ground and I was like, right, I think I know what matters now. And it just everything else. And again, like I, I live a normal life now, but yeah. you know, normal things creep in and reality kicks in. You can't live in that state all yeah. the time. But man, that was such a turning point in the mm. way of what I was capable of. I, you know, never in my, never in my wildest dreams. If you had told me a year before that that I'd be jumping out of a plane completely solo. And surviving, mm. I would have told you where to go. <laughs> There's no way, well, but it, it was... To know you can take on the world. Well, we'll see. Like that. <laughs> it was a good lesson in, you know, exceeding your own expectations of yourself and, and pushing past boundaries and what it gives you in such a gift, you know, when you do that. And but you have, though. You've come, you've come back with a vengeance, like, blindfolded <laughs> your character. Like, what drew you to the character? Oh, that was... Like, some um, strong scenes... Like yeah. tested your um, yeah, yeah, yeah. in emotion, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just to see a diverse side, obviously, of your character. Yeah. we're all known to see you grow up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it was, it was um, I mean, it was definitely the hardest I've ever been pushed, and it was such a testament to, to Don Monaghan, who, who I got to work with for those scenes in particular. I, um, Amber, the character I played, was probably the first character in a long time that I brought in love myself to. Mm-hmm. Um, which was really freeing as well, you know, to sort of figure that out. But just by way of an acting perspective, yeah. it was really nice to be like, okay, let's see what that, this feels like with more of yourself. And it costs you a little bit more when you bring more of yourself in, yeah. but it's so um, it's so rewarding. And those scenes were, you know, we really got to explore some some dark territory in a really safe environment. But it it was again like by way of pushing boundaries, it, it helped me sort of step into a new phase of my career by way of I always had this idea of. of my limits and what yeah. I could do and exploring those scenes I was sort of and it was a testament to the director as well sort of let me sort of find that and you could see a good thing happening yeah. it was like alright I just keep it was just a patience thing and I think that I now apply that to most aspects of my life by way of give it a little bit of time give it a little bit of breathing space you know little things can jump on that but one thing I'll put to both of you being actors it's so funny I've worked with so many actors and so many things and especially through this campaign and so I was on Today Show with Money. Mm-hmm. Like she held my hand literally because I was nervous. <laughs> we were both so <laughs> doing my affirmations. I, I have the best to prove that. But um, 
yeah, one thing that they did ask me was like if, if any stood out. Mm. I mean, like I said, I was grateful for everyone coming on board, but to put it to you actors, what I always find so fascinating, like I've watched you on Bike Club and Julian working with you, is you can always, my thing, when I've got the eye in my seat, you can always tell when someone's got a story mm. and it comes from somewhere. Mm. And when you watch shows like Bike Club and I saw you in it, you can tell you got a story. Mm. Like there's actors and then there's actors to me. It's almost like method actor when people can really get into a character that you can see in their eyes. And I think that's I always get asked on these support, how did you get the guys doing mm. what they're doing? Mm. Just let you guys do your thing. That's exactly what that's did. that's pretty much money went around the corner for five minutes. I really did. <laughs> I was like, I'll be right, like oh, just uh, give me a minute. Yeah. <laughs> Julian face the wall. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's but, but that's the thing, it's in your eyes. Like yeah. to me, as a creative, what I see in your eyes, mm. you but can tell and it just brings out so much in a picture. But you only get that inside when a safe environment's been created. And that's a testament to you. Exactly. And that, that's yeah, a photography idea. Yeah. That yeah. you can cultivate that sort of a you know because like, you're not instructed or I can speak for myself, mm. but yeah. you didn't tell me to do anything. Yeah. And that sort of yeah. ties in with what this whole campaign's about, by yeah. way of giving a person space. You're not sort of feeding them with, like, this is maybe how you feel, or maybe maybe this doesn't. Mm. It's such a, that's what this campaign is, yeah. you know, about giving people the time to sort of come to terms with their own stuff in their own time, but just being there. Yeah. There's mm. literally, you know, you, you are this campaign in a, a weird way. It's yeah. The process of not the, the people aren't lying. No, exactly, yeah. exactly. And to be vulnerable... You know, we were once we got those photos. I was happiest when we were able to go all the way there. Yeah. But I was like, no, there's more that I've got to give. Mm. And, and then we got the shot. That that sums up what this campaign is because when people like sort of told you something and that yeah. feels good, there's more. There's such strength and vulnerability, and there's such reward in getting yeah. vulnerability. And not to say like sick, we cried, like great, got the shot. Yeah. It wasn't about that. It was about yeah. being able to expose something and. Yeah, as I said earlier, it costs a little bit. Mm. It's, it, you know, it, it, I'm you don't want to go too dark. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm too, like, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I had people, I had a, a, a guy from primary school who mm. I haven't seen in you know, 15 years, maybe, yeah. and he contacted me. And it's just like, you put yourself in this vulnerable position, but God, it's rewarding when people who once knew a version of you yeah. reach out and say, this really had an impact, or yeah. it, it there's such reward in, in showing vulnerability, um, even if it is a bit terrifying. Yeah, and I think one of the biggest things for me is actually when you guys share the images and I read the support messages you guys are getting, mm. and it's like you've done a lot in your careers, mm. but there's something about these images, and that's not that's by us both yeah. from from my eye and what you guys are portraying that's really affecting people. Yeah. Like I think it's it's I don't know what it is, but it's something that it resonates like. We know the government do projects and campaigns, but I just don't think they don't relate to the as much. I don't think. I think real people with. This is the thing that we have always. We spoke about on the Today Show. Yeah. We are so used to seeing these glorified versions of everyone's life, and we all do it. Not just people who are, you know, not celebrities. We all do it, of course. Yeah. This is a conversation we've all heard. Everyone's like, you know, we put out. We have this conversation a lot, but then to go onto the other end of the spectrum and really put something. Really quite dark. Yeah. 
Yeah. And you can even see it in the statistics. You look at, mm. you know, normal photos that I posted or Julian posted and they get, you know, a certain amount of likes. Yeah. That one went tenfold because yeah. people were seeing themselves in the images. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't mm -hmm. a fabricated image. 100%. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We all had those moments of, of quietly crying by ourselves and feeling hopeless and it's the human condition and I think that we've really lost that in our society and to get back to that is so, so important and that's why everyone was like,
funnily enough, so I am moving house at the moment, I went back through my journals. Um, I've been keeping a journal since I was 15. Um, so 10 years now, almost 10 years. And I actually read back an entry from my 15-year-old self um, when she first started writing. And Is that the one you shared on the campaign? No, I don't know. Yeah, that's yeah. right, that's yeah. right. I've referenced all of that a lot, yeah. actually. I'm very grateful for my journals. But I read this entry back literally last week, and I had all these things, like, I hope you've done it. Actually, in the entry, I hope you've skydived. I was like, if only you knew, mate. <laughs> um, and I had this list of all these different things that I, I had hoped that I'd achieved by the time I read it back, mm. which is now. And what at the end of it all, it just said, um, Marnie, you're still going to have the same heart. And that was it. It was just like, wow. oh, it doesn't matter. If I could go back and tell her, it's like, yeah, I've done this, this, and this, and I hope, you, I hope you're proud. Mm. I think that's all I'd write. I hope I've made you proud, and I hope I can continue to make you proud. Because that's the thing, we're all, you know, we've got all these versions of ourselves, and moving out of this house, actually, this week, mm. it's funny, like, that was a version of myself that I'm very, you know, I'll always look back on and be very grateful for. But, yeah, I think I just... One sentence, not even a letter. And I love a letter. Yeah. <laughs> Just hope, hope you've made you proud. But I mean, I think I think that goes into, and I'll always keep saying this: is the stigma is always going to be there with us. Absolutely. Like we're we're at an age; it's always been there. Yeah. But the reason why I always, I always ask people is, what would you write to your younger self? Is mm-hmm. because I think we can break it with the younger generation. Definitely. Like so. By way of advice, I don't know. Being yeah. <sighs> Because it's so hard be, yeah. to break everybody. I'm not saying it's a wrong thing. Like, obviously, we want to break the stigma so everyone, every age, every demographic is obviously going to be covered. Mm-hmm. But if we can teach them, it's the same as race, it's the same as colour, it's the same as gender, like mm-hmm. you, it doesn't matter. Or yeah. it shouldn't matter. Yeah. So when is it being awesome. implemented from the older generation? Sorry to say, like, yeah, it, yeah. it is coming from that stigma of, all kinds of things, and it's not just mental health, it's everything, isn't it? Yeah. I think, so, um, I think with regards to that then, if I had advice hmm. for my younger self, one of the pivotal things that I've learned on my journey over the last you know, five, I guess, years, is that it's so much easier to um, focus on other people and grow yourself. You know, of course, on hmm. the other side of this campaign, be there for people, start yeah. a conversation. But you have to prioritise your own mental health first. You cannot, you cannot run on empty. And I tried to do that for a very long time. Um, you know, I grew up with a brother with Asperger's. I dealt with a friend dealing with a very severe eating disorder. I had very obvious mm-hmm. things around me that I, I was, you know, it was very counterintuitive for me to, to focus on my own stuff. And I actually didn't think there was much wrong with me. I had a general yeah. feeling. And there wasn't anything wrong with me, obviously. But I had mental health issues that I needed to to address, as we all do, and I cannot wait, and I don't, I really don't think it's far off, I can't wait for the day that we sort of go, oh, I'm just going to the therapist in the same way we go, oh, I'm going to the doctor for a checkup, and it's not to say that we all need to to do that, but I just can't wait for that to be the norm. Because in America, a lot of people already do, don't they? It is the norm, like, the amount of times I've been there and... Yeah. They just stay off the bat as yeah, if it's so just like dentistry, yeah. Mm. Whereas this still within England, where I'm from, and obviously Australia, people are still scared to say I'm going to see see somebody. So, yeah, um, it's, it's a very you know we're conditioned by our, our culture and all that sort of stuff. We've got a very like rubs and dirt on it yeah. mentality and, and get on with it and and yes we can but mm. we've got to put the things in place. 
you yeah. can you can have that mentality of like, yeah, get on with it and get the job done. Yeah. But translate that to yeah, some, go to therapy. Something effective, yeah. something measurable. Yeah. 100%. Otherwise, mm. you end up turning into things, you know, self-medicating. Well, the older generation, not to generalize, but yeah. they're the ones who are the drinkers and smokers and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. That's where that comes from. So, yeah. I mean, I think there's definitely a shift happening. The fact that we're sitting here. Yeah. You know, yeah. I think there's there's definitely a long way to go. Um, but it is just a matter of communicating, talking. Mm. People are, we're all so deprived of true connection in a world where we're all connected. And I think that's where this campaign is, is really striking a chord because people are suddenly going, okay. Mm. Yeah. Because we all have brains. I hate to break yeah. it to you. But we all <laughs> have, yeah. We all do. Yeah. We all have brains. Yeah. We all have mental health. Yeah. Or not. Yeah. Like, we have a body, we have a brain. Yeah. No so one should is we just any it doesn't matter where you're from, it doesn't matter. It's anything. just, it's universal. We're the brain, yeah. we're humans. That's, that's one certainty. Well, 100%. I think that's, you know, a perfect sentiment to kind of, you know, end things on. But yeah. I, I, I will say, you know, thank you obviously so much for being a part of this. But I think, you know, looking forward into the future, I think you're a great example um, for our generation in particular and the generation that's going to come after that. Yep. So, you know, I, I guess. You keep forging your path, and and you know we'll we'll all keep watching what you're doing, and you know. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> and, and you are doing the talk this is it this weekend. Yeah, that's right. This weekend. Just see so if nobody knows about yeah, it. Yeah, we're going to Aubrey. Um, so yeah, we will be doing our first over 18s workshop actually. So we will do a, a normal one. Yep. Just 13 to 18, and then 18 and over. This is on a Sunday, so. Very exciting, and I talk much more in length about all of this yep. good stuff in my journey uh, alongside some very incredible people. So it should be good. Hopefully, we get a few more there. Yeah, I think we'll start practicing my speech. This is a good one. <laughs> <laughs> well, so uh, yeah, like Julian said, thank you to you, but I can't thank you enough for all this. No, I can't thank you enough. So. This has honestly been one of the most important campaigns I've been a part of. And I'm glad it's all worked out how it has. Very exciting times ahead. Appreciate it. Thank <laughs> you very much. Thanks, guys. <laughs>